Sure. I would like to point out that Beau's example of a Renaissance man was Jean-Luc Picard, a fictional character. There are many. Name it. Who, Donald Trump? He's a Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. He sings, he dances, uh, he acts. That's, no, he that's a all. triple that's threat. A that's triple threat. <laughs> Justin Timberlake's your example? <laughs> I'm, I, you are now listening to Good, Bad, or Welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit, the podcast where three guys have a lively debate about a topic selected at random, where conversation is the foundation of higher thought. My name is Bo Schwartz, and joining me, as always, is the inimitable Michael Hodgins. Michael, hello. Conversation is the foundation of higher thought. It's like the Socratic dialogues, you know, talking about things. It it leads you to new learning. Yes. Through ignorance. Also joining us is the ineffable, I think that's a positive thing, because I want to say positive thing about this man, he is positivity personified, just ask him about it and he'll tell you all about it, it's Mr. Crofton Steers. Crofton, hello again, we meet Hello, hello everybody, rest in peace to see celebrities prints in China. Yeah, they've, uh, they're no longer with us, so if you... If you care, if they touched your lives in some way, if the sweet melodies of Prince have moved you or the sweet wrestling moves of China stirred your soul, today's a sad day for you. Um, it's true. I, I only recently realized how awesome a guitarist Prince was when I watched some kind of like, there's this there's this YouTube video of, um, what is it, uh, George Harrison being inducted into the... Uh, rock and roll hall of fame and they're doing well my guitar gently weeps and i watch him like this is pretty sweet and then at the end prince is like man that guy can rip up a guitar and i i don't know what i thought about prince because i never listened much prince but man had some talent for sure it's true i was listening to that song today actually it's a good it's a good version you know um yeah i i just think that uh that it's one of the I was telling Bo earlier the thing about the Prince story for me and and not one of the three of us I think are big Prince fans is is that uh, I just didn't I don't listen to a bunch of Prince and as Bo said if they don't if they haven't touched you personally like pro- with their music or whatever then you're you're less likely to be as invested like when David Bowie or even Lemmy from Motorhead died earlier this year I was like oh yeah but but Prince I I, I don't know like. I, I just he never aside from that Chappelle show skit never really affected my life in in too major uh, too major a way. Maybe I should get into Prince music. I don't know. Well, it's always sad to hear when anybody passes away. Like clearly the news is is not good. Especially young. He's pretty young. Yeah. Like and he looked younger than he was even. Yeah, and you know I'm sure China looked older than she was. She but... probably looked older. <laughs> well, she, she pretty much she looked like too, a right? yeah. artificial person with all the plastic surgery and stuff like that that yeah. she had had. So yeah, it depends. Story. You could argue that's younger or yeah. you could argue that's older. It's never, it's never right. But, though, but, but she died at 46 and that's another wrestler same from the, the 90s. Same as Rob Ford, RIP. 46. Yeah. 46. He also looked older than 46. Yeah, Definitely. There's a lot of people that have died in 2016 so far. A lot of people. And yeah, I, I mean celebrities. And, and believe it or not, some of them aren't celebrities. No, but most of them are. <laughs> most of them <laughs> not, You don't make a news story. Crofton has a weird sense of 
proportionality here. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's a bit. Um, so we have that sort of sad little bit that we talked about. I want to take a right turn into some positive news real quickly. <laughs> and this really doesn't counterbalance the bad news by any stretch. But we have our second Patreon. or We, we have another master. As artists, there is another person donating so that we can make things happen. I want to say... I think it's patron. It's patron, but the site's patron. <laughs> you use the term master is like, oh, we're... Well, no, I'm, I'm being jokey, but yeah. Is it, but is patron, it, patron so, is, a good, is a good term. So, you know, not <laughs> only, it's not only my mom funding our show. It's also now uh, uh, this gentleman in Sweden by the name of Lennart. So, Lennart, thank you very much for your support. And if you'd like to join Lennart in supporting the show, we'd really appreciate it. You can go to patreon.com slash goodbadbull to do so. Bo, um, before you continue, I just want to read because Lennart sent me uh, this email. He said that his support comes with certain conditions. Oh, really? So so <laughs> it was not – It's not. I didn't know you could do this on Patreon, but apparently you can set conditions for the support. So what we're going to have to dis- discuss, uh, discuss if his investment is worth the conditions. First of all, it says we're, uh, we're to replace Bo – uh, that was number one, and it was underlined. And then he had a couple of suggestions. Uh, number one was Snoop Dogg. I don't know that we can do that. That well, actually. he was Snoop Dogg was on the most recent season of Trailer Park Boys. So if he's willing to be on that trashy show, then he'll probably do our podcast. Hey, num- number two was Bubbles <laughs> from Trailer Park Boys. So oh, wow, I'm, maybe he just likes Trailer Park Boys. Jesus anyway, Murphy. We can go over his recommendations later. We'll have a business meeting discuss uh, if this is like the right this. direction you know to take the show. If we can get Snoop Dogg or Bubbles in to replace me, then I'll just sit back on the dial. I feel like and do the either either of those two could join the list of dead celebrities in the near future. I feel like they they both have the potential. What? Not Bubbles? Oh man! <laughs> wow, look at his living conditions. Mike Smith is a Canadian treasure, man. Faux shizzle. All right, so uh, enough of that. We have more later from Leonard, but I think it's time, the gentlemen, boys, dastardly, dashing dudes. Yeah, I, I'm not at a peak peak performance here. I'm like the engine on the car <laughs> commercial that's like sputtering. But we are going to pick a topic at random, and Mike's going to uh, engage the device in... I will. In engineering style. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready to do this, dude? Mike, please save us. Save, Let's do it. Save the show, Mike. You're the show savior. And Crofton carries just, the show. Just pull and, the crank, please. And... <laughs> it's a mercy killing. <laughs> Whatever, I'm not doing that bad. The topic today seems a bit apropos, uh, maybe is related to the Prince preamble. It's pop music. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I would point out again to the listeners, because this is one of those times that does seem a little too apropos. Is uh, that I'm, I, 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 you know, you can, it, you, can, no, you can say that if you want to believe, Crofton, that I rigged the machine. No, I, I don't Even worse, that. he probably rigged Prince's death so we could do I, this I, def- I definitely do not believe that because if I did believe it, I would assume that everything that you pull out ends with ophrophy or ism, capitalism or kaleography or whatever. Like That would be a Mike Hodgins topic. Pop music, that's more of a Bo Schwartz topic, I think. 
So uh, maybe Bo wants to lead us off in discussions. Of, uh, uh, I've of already pop- got an angle on this that is actually picking at the definition of pop music. Well, okay. We well, may segue into for 10 minutes, but pop music, I've always considered, and I could be incorrect, the pop meaning popular music. In that it's not, it is a genre, but it's not really a genre. Does that make sense? Like, country is a genre. It has distinct sounds yeah, that okay, you attribute yeah, but, to it. But, and country but, music but country music can pop. be pop music, right? Can? Yeah. Well, they often talk about country musicians like Shania Twain and Taylor Swift about how they're becoming pop yeah, and they're not country. But and they're not country their, anymore. kinds of music are not like pure country. Like you look at Taylor Swift and she's like... And again, I don't think I have ever listened to a Taylor Swift song that I'm aware of. But from the media stuff I see, it seems like she's just like, hey, I'm just going to become a pop icon because there's more money than just being in the niche of country music. Right, which is like, it's that weird thing because there's pop rock. Like, Nickelback, anybody? Hello? Yeah, yeah, pop, but pop rock's a bit of a subject. Look, when you look, think of Michael Jackson, the king of pop, self anointed. Because he's like the most popular, Madonna, right? Queen. It's not no, well, of also the but the music he was like when I think pop music, it's like think of your kind of like up to date. It's like top forty kind of radio, um, uh, which is all rap and R and B right now. For stu- the most part. Yeah, it is a lot of it. Studio, a lot of it is too. Yeah, and a lot of it is that like Drake and things like that. Like that's pop music, and. Um, yeah. It's funny though. I find I, I like to to get on Bo's uh, bandwagon here a bit about the definition. It it is interesting because like when I was a kid growing up in the nineties, yo yo, um, all the all the top forty was was very like distinct. Like you knew something was top forty when you heard it. You're like Seal, Kiss from a Rose from the Batman Forever soundtrack. <laughs> Boom, top forty. You know, kiss from uh, a rose in the me. Boys to men, top forty. You know, at the like, end all, of all, the all that road. Stuff. But That's now, not- now it there's is. stuff like, um, you know, and then there's still that stuff today with, with Justin Bieber and this sort of thing. But there's also like, as Bo said, you know, Drake is first and foremost a ra- like rapper. It, it's rap, but it, it's in like it's like popular rap, it's and it's on the rap. It's on the top. Yeah, but I, I I know what you're saying, but it's like I hate Drake. There's, there's, there's oh, Drake's all right, man. Drake's all right. You used to call me on my phone. I'm like, shut up, Drake. <laughs> there's <laughs> look, Mike gets out of control. We need to stop him here for a second. Just and I don't want it to be. Remember, I mentioned the other day on this show the whole uh, Loki's gamble sort of thing, where uh, gambit or whatever. The the idea where you get so caught up up in the discussion of a definition of a topic that you're not able to evaluate is, the topic. Is that what that's called? Loki's Gambit? Yeah, I we did talked about this. I brought it up on another... I know we a, did. I just don't remember it being called Loki's Gambit. I thought it was Loki's something about that Gambit. true Scotsman thing. Yeah, I thought no, it, yeah, I was, it was looking that up when I, Just, no, it's not the Scotsman. <laughs> Clearly we didn't get the bit you were talking Look, bottom line is Loki had a bet... He was to be beheaded, and he said, "He said you can, and you made the analogy to Macbeth, the pound of flesh thing." So like, that's cut, a, a Othello, a merchant of Venice. Don't whatever. you have an English Shyla, word? Oh my god, guys! <laughs> so you, you cut off the head, but no neck. So you can take my head, but not my neck. So then it's a discussion about where's the head end and the neck begin and all that sort of stuff. Oh, so with pop, okay. so you get caught up on a definition, and in the end, he walks away scot free. I'm saying that instead of spending 
two hours defining what pop music is. I think we generally have a sense of what pop music is, and we should just roll with that. I think uh, you know what that is a very um, that's a very bold. Uh, what's the word for that? You know, um, it's a very positive uh, spark. Not spark, but like you know, in, 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 intelligence. No, but in diplomacy, you you put forward a not a proposition, but a motion. Great idea. It's it's a, it's a good motion. I'm intelligent. <laughs> sure, you told us about the flying Scotsman and um, uh, Othello's gamble. Othello's like, gamble. If we're gonna just um, <laughs> go and be like, okay, we all know what pop music is, but like you know, and not to get back into the discussion of the yeah. um, of the. Uh, of pop music. The definition of it. But clearly it's also something that it does change with time, right? Like there's pop music is something which it, it's very of the present, right? Like because if right. you look at like pop music from the 90s is now like kind of fading into classic rock kind of rock sort of – some it's of it top, is. It, it's top 40 – like I, I have all these Spotify lists and it's it's still – it's like top 1990s, top 40. Right. It's, but if you see like menus, like I think like Hootie and the Blowfish and, and stuff like that, it's yeah. like that stuff wouldn't be top 40 now is what I'm saying. And if It's you were not to, classic rock. It's classic okay. pop. Well, then go back and say, okay, what's top 40 in the 1960s? It's like the Beatles. That's classic rock now. But Some like, some argue that they're the first boy band and that they're pop. Th- there you go. That's all I'm saying is that, is that it changes over time. And it's like what is pop music in one decade is not pop music in another. It does change over time, but I think that there's fair. it's fairly consistent in I that mean, it's full of catchy tro- – uh, catchy uh, – what do you call those um, choruses and uh, – you know, uh, got a sweet hook. Sweet hook. Thank you, Bo. Yeah. yeah. If, if it has a sweet hook, there's a good chance that it's pop music. Um, the other thing. Okay, hang on, because I, I, I kind of want to just veer a little bit and sort of bring another thing that I thought of as as part of this discussion, because there's pop music as an institution, but like, would you guys not say Metallica is pretty popular? But no, but, ever, well, they're popular, but they're, they're not they're, pop. They're pretty popular. Like well, everyone, say, everyone in our generation knows who Metallica is. Well, yeah, maybe in the and 90s. wait, wait, wait. But would you consider them pop music? No. Okay, no. I just said that. But they are popular. I think they are popular. Yeah, ACDC is popular. And, right. So that the this idea that pop music is not actually popular, it's an institute, like a propaganda institution. To yeah, sell music. it is for sure. Because That's sort like of where I'm certain, going with this. There's certain it's not a propaganda institute. It's just another type of music. No, no, but mm. but but I think what he means is right in the sense that it's like if you become a popular, I don't know, like um, uh, white metal band, and you become somehow very popular, you're never going to still make it on radio top forty. Yeah. Casey Kasem with the top it's, something. That's just yeah. not going to happen. It's too there 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 are sometimes niche bands or bands of a particular genre which then break through and and enjoy widespread appeal, but that doesn't make them part of the zeitgeist, which is pop music. And I think it really is one of those zeitgeist things. It's it's what's in now. And if you're if you're the type of music that's in that flow at the moment, then you're going to be on top forty, blah blah blah. Uh, and even if you might get popular, you, you, it doesn't make you part of that thing. And I, I think Bo touched on a little bit that not quite propaganda, but it is studio driven. And like you know, people often talk about how there's this bullshit thing where it's like the studios and the radio stations they kind of collude and they get these radio plays so like when something like some drake song comes out it gets like you know two plays 
two, three plays per hour on all the top 40 stations. All around. There's no way it can't get stuck in everyone's brain who's out there downloading that stuff. And that some people say like, that's the bullshit propaganda of it, right? That it's not just, oh, this is naturally good stuff. It's just like new release. This is the single we're putting out there. Play it constantly around the clock on the radio. Get stuck in everyone's brain. And it's been like that for decades. Yeah. And some music is not is never going to get that airtime because it's not the right flavor of pop from the time. Or, like, arguably the new Star Wars soundtrack is new music released this year, but that'll never be on a pop station. And unless there was some crazy marketable way for them to to, to drive those sales, I think, that happened with pop music. Well, they so, do often on movies. They'll have, like, a soundtrack song performed by a famous artist, such as Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing from the 2000 film Armageddon with That's Bruce true. Willis. Yeah. It will, cr- you know, don't crack. Don't want to miss a thing. It will crack the pop charts. Uh, no, those, I, those, I, you, those you, things you, went well together because Armageddon is one of the shittiest movies I can think of, and Aerosmith one of the shittiest bands. Oh I can think no of. way! What about Living on the Edge, man? Living uh, on the Edge. Or, or perhaps what the the Not music this is perfectly. Way. The, the music that perfectly <laughs> describes the moment where you fall in love in an elevator. We can all relate to experience like that. Or or mm-hmm. a man or a dude that looks like a lady. Huh, yeah, that's interesting. Now, the thing is, there are these, so there are these movies that, that, that propagate the music. And the more I think about it, the more you're right, Mike, it is it is a machine and that the machine has changed because Johnny Cash, who is somebody that you would not necessarily associate with pop music, was it like he was I think it was Sun Records or Sunshine Records or whatever. They did the exact, you know, exact same thing. That's partially to why why he became, you know, popular. Um so I mean it is it is part of this system that's becoming increasingly archaic now that we have like internet access to all types of music and all types at, at all types of times. But like I look at I look at this sort of you know they talk every summer about what's the song of the summer. This is this thing that comes up. People are like, "What is the song of the summer this year?" Oh my god, you know. And I always make fun of that. I'm like, like who's deciding? Who's deciding what? It, generally, it's what's number one on the top on the pop chart for for like multiple months during the summertime or or near the the, the most ubiquitous song, right? And and I realize now when I look back to my youth and all this sort of stuff, I'm like I look back at these songs that were clearly products, like Mike says, in a nostalgic and favorable way. And uh, and, and but I'll shit on new music. I'll be like, oh yeah, this new stuff is crappy. But like probably there's tons of people that are super enjoying it right now. They'll look back on it, you know, in 10 years and be like, Oh, remember when Bieber released that love yourself song was so good. You know, like I I feel like we're older and cynical now and that speaks sort of to our age. And so we moved away from this type of music. But when we think back to all those old hits that played on the radio, we're like, Oh man, that was a good song. People were probably like, those songs are horrible back then, you know, adults. And that goes back to the the whole thing uh, with, which I really think is true about pop music is that it's of like, you know, might have like a 10-year t- time frame. Like people who are of a generation older always think their music was better than the current music. Same is true of us, same is true of probably our parents or whatever. Like Elvis Presley's pop music, for sure. And now that's like something completely different. Um, but I always do feel like, and there's, there's, there's always 
even if when it's of the now, there's always the people who like pop music. So there are there are people like I would consider my brother one of those types. Every time I go for a ride in his car, or whatever, it's always top forty playing, and has been such his whole life. He's always just like he's into pop music, and I'm the complete opposite. I've never been into pop music, um, and 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 there's there's some people that'll be into like say uh, you know like different kinds of indie music or or older music or whatever who feel kind of like they're like outsiders is not the right word, but that there's like there's pop music and that's like the the shiny marketed BS and they're like, but I like the good stuff. Whether or not that's true, mm-hmm. uh, it may not be true at all. But I still think you always have that kind of breakdown. There's the people who are in with the pop and the people who are out with the pop, and probably each are like think like, yeah, we know what's what's right. I mean, in the end, it doesn't really matter. You like what you like, uh, but I do think it does break down sort of like that. You know, like pop haters and pop lovers. I'm a I'm a pop hater. I'll say it. <laughs> I, know, I like old I had, music. I had a funny interaction at work today because okay, and here's the thing that pop radio stations do. There's a local station in Ottawa called 89.9. You guys heard of this, right? You know, yeah, yeah right. Super. So here's what they're doing. Here's the contest they're having right now. Basically, every hour you have to listen to the to the radio station, and they're going to add money to a pot. So let's say it's seven thousand dollars. Now they're going to add 15 bucks. So it's 7,015 bucks. If that happens, you don't call in. But if two hours in a row, they have the same number, you're supposed to call in and the 89th caller wins the pot. And this pot has moved from 4,000 to $12,000 over the past two weeks. Okay. They have to, and I have a coworker who is religiously listening to this so she can be the 89th caller on this thing. All radio stations and do that. I stuff. know. It's nothing but, to do with pop though. But, but no, because my the story is my reaction was she's like oh yeah you know I'm, I'm gonna call in i'm gonna do this i'm like yeah the only price you have to pay for maybe winning is listening to that trash over and over and i kind of let myself like really well, that's all right so you guys and, are showing your biases which is sure like, oh, yeah no, no no just but mike is saying that he doesn't like pop he just said it and bo is also saying saying that so in terms of the, the that musical genre like we did rap on this show before and i admit it straight up i don't like rap so i mean what, what are you gonna do right that that comes into play when you're going to deliver your verdicts for sure um the the thing is getting back to the 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 music changing with the times thing because i think that's astute and i wonder too because like mike's very curmudgeon we all know that the listeners know that he generally has always been shitting on popular music for as long as i know him but then like i wonder like if we talk about some of the songs that he shat on in the 90s if he you know if now he looks back on them sort of nostalgically and was like oh you know maybe that was a good song or whatever well, i don't know yeah, yeah. um well mike maybe you want to answer that well no but i would say that i would say that in, like pop has like a lot of the things i think of as pop from the 90s probably weren't pop like you mentioned a few things from like oh yeah for sure that was pop from the 90s like boys two men uh, and I don't know, one or two was Seal, right? And you'd be like, oh, I was like, okay, yeah, I do remember those things, and I wasn't necessarily into that stuff. But then I mentioned like Hootie and the Blowfish, and they I were even pop. like even like Nirvana. Nirvana is not pop, not pop, but it had popular appeal in the '90s and had radio play. And, I have a good segue for that, if you well, will. Let me. But I wanted to come back to the Bo's point about the. He will not I, let not you. you were, not that <laughs> you were not going to let me. No, obviously. <laughs> well, no, because, but I wanted to respond because not that you were meaning to be dismissive of what Bo was saying about the radio, but I have, even though I don't like pop music, I have listened to a lot of. Uh, I'm not even sure if it was Hot 89.9 because it was definitely like a decade ago, but the equivalent at the time for months and months because I had coworkers who played all day. Probably and, Energy 1200. Mike's old. 
<laughs> I do re- I do remember that station, but it wasn't that station. It was after that. But um, but the, the the thing was is that I was going to make the joke because like I'm not sure how Bo's structure, but I'd be like, dude, like we add fifteen dollars to the pot every time we play a Rihanna song, and it's like eight times an hour or something. It was like, oh man, this thing going off the hook. Because the thing is, or like call in when you call in when you hear the next Drake play, uh, and yeah. they have things like that. And I would listen to these things and be like, I can't believe they're playing this song again. And 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 the thing is, is that it it is effective because though I said I hate pop music, I don't remember at the time. God, I cannot even remember the guy. He was kind of like a white dude who looked or was Jamaican. Oh, you must know who this guy is. He all had, radio oh, stations. Snow. This is Informers. all radio stations. No, not Snow. No, 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 no. no. So before you go on, it wasn't Snow. He was much, much longer. It was, it was like 2007 or something like that. Sorry, God, a, a white ra- like guy who did... Like, he's like, actually Jamaican and raps, and he's... he. Uh, You're not oh, talking about just, Weed Man, are you? No, no, it's not. Right. Anyways, whatever. He was way more poppy than that. doesn't matter. Anyways, there's a couple Shaggy? of these... Sean something? Shaggy. No, Sean, yeah. Sean Paul, oh Sean the Paul, doon, yeah, doon, doon. yes, we're gonna get the dance hall or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, no, that Sean guy DePaul, has man. Is he like stuff. Canadian too? Right? Well, yeah, I'm not even sure, but the point is, and he got radio play like constantly at the time, and and a few of his songs were like massively stuck in my head. It was it was really effective. So like if you you know whatever whatever mechanism you're using to drive people to your radio station, but some of the pop music radio stations are worse in the sense that. Their cycle of songs is so much shorter because they're on the pop bandwagon. So they're like, for like a month or two, you're going to be hearing a lot of songs repeat a lot. Right. And I think that's what it's all but about. If you listen to a new rock station or a new country station or whatever, they all do that because they all have new songs. Right, but, there are, but there are a lot of radio stations you might listen to like, like CBC or – uh, or older rock stations. Well, you shake your head, but I mean, there's top forty radio stations, and there's that's a lot a talk, of- you're talking about talk. Ra- you're comparing it to talk no, radio stations. No, no. There's. Have you ever listened to CBC Radio Two? It's all music all the time. Uh, oh no, yeah, no, they, that's it's, three, it's, Radio it's, Three. Yeah, radio, it's, like, that's. You're talking about a publicly funded thing that doesn't have to generate money. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> Pop music is about generating money and making you listen to things. And 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 when everything is about generating money, right? Live- but that's what I think. That's the point. That's what pop music about is about like drilling a song into your brain. So all that it, music is like that. Then no, no. it's just pop. But if you no. but if you listen to a wider all your examples are, could be used for any radio station to- except for publicly funded ones. No, or like or. Like songs like you know, or a classic like, rock station, yeah, right, that's, or older, that's, or that's much it. music back or, before they did TV shows, or blues, TV. or blues radio, or classical radio. There's all kinds of music radio that's not top forty. Play old that play old, any radio station that is about new music, be it new country, new rock, new pop, new whatever. <laughs> Okay, we can't play too much of that because, uh, you know, copyright. It's true. Issues. That guy. Did anybody realize I was talking at that point? I yeah, but we were, we were arguing. I mean, I think we're kind of in some ways saying the same thing. Uh, it's frustrating. I just, um, I just feel like, yeah, you're not you're not wrong. I agree. Like, new – like I'm just saying the point makes no sense to harp on these radio contests or whatever when, it, when, it, when it's – that's done for all different types. You need to focus on the music type, which is popular music, right? Like it, – it, uh, my so okay, let's go back to my awesome segue for Nirvana that I was going to do back then, way back. So, 
for the longest time, the only way that they could judge music, the, the popularity of music, was through uh, billboard charts, uh, Nielsen ratings, all this sort of thing. That's how you knew what was popular, what was listened to. That's how you did it. You couldn't determine how many people were listening to the Beatles or how many people were listening to other types of music. Now we're in the digital age and people can pull those numbers, specifically from Spotify, which is the most uh, widely used streaming site. And there's a guy who has who has done that uh, for Polygraph uh, magazine and it's called The Most Timeless Songs of All Time. And he uses Spotify to measure the popularity of older music. And... Uh, the big his big revelation was that the song "No Diggity" by Blackstreet is uh, in fact yeah. is in fact a timeless song based on the sheer amount of Spotify play counts. So the segue with Nirvana is if you look at the 1990s and the metrics on his list, the Nirvana "Smells Like Teen Spirit" is far and away the most played. Uh, song on Spotify, like just it, just crazily high, um, tens of thousands higher than the second one on the list. And then the second one on the list is Goo Goo Dolls, Iris, which is a pop song. I remember really being into it when it came out in 1998. And then it's like, and then there's a couple of like rock songs, Oasis, Wonderwall, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Under the Bridge. And then there's Black Street with No Diggity, and a bunch of um, Whitney Houston and other sort of pop songs. So people are going back in time years afterwards and listening to these songs they're choosing to. So at one point, are these songs not like as valuable or as timeless as any other song just because they may have been created in a lab? If they struck a chord with people that years and years down the road that they're going back and digging up and enjoying these songs, does that, does that not give them – like an intrinsic value as in terms of music. Whereas, you know, you can have all sorts of niche music that nobody listens to still valuable in its own way. But just cause we don't personally maybe listen to pop or enjoy it. The fact that people are listening to it decades later and enjoying it, doesn't that yeah. mean that it's valuable Which in some it's, way? It's hard to have this conversation without actually just scoping into the bigger commercial art versus art art. Right. Like, well, the whole thing about a manufactured, you know, whether it's pop music or film or whatever entertainment is that there are artisans and creators who, who pour their soul into the work that they do. But ultimately, it's driven by industry, whereas you look at people who are composing music, music for themselves and outside of that realm, it's very different. And I would say a lot of that music that you just named are musically very simple. Like, they're not complex pieces of music. They're not putting forward any unique tapestries. It's a lot of the same chord progression. It's, it's, it's individuals who might... It's musicians, not as individuals, who understand the underpinnings of what's there. It really is a very simplistic approach to recycling music, which a lot of... You'll hear a lot of musicians say, like, there's nothing original in pop music or rock music or... R&B that all didn't develop under the blues during slavery, which is where that sort of aesthetic comes from. And we understand it as popular music, but really it's a very narrow slice of what music actually is as a creative force. Well, And, and I, we I just think... happen to enjoy it. It's easily accessible to enjoy. It's not like listening to Bach and having to sit there and appreciate what's going on. You don't have to do that with 
I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up, bag it up now. An- another, uh, you, you just made me think of, um, uh, <laughs> and yes, got to bag it up, Mike. Song. You're going to help me bag it up. Well, I was going to use this example. I, I think it's part of maybe why, like, like pop music, it, it's kind of, to some extent, it's like process, right? And, and, and Bowie talked a little bit about, like, you know, you might think of like his artistic integrity. So there was like a little bit of a scandal. I don't know how long ago this was, not that long ago, a couple of years or a year, a couple, anyways, where a Beck won like best album at the Grammys. And I think generally you wouldn't consider Beck pop pop music. He's a little bit experimental, a little bit out there. Anyways, he wins it. And then what was it like? Um, what's the guy? Kanye West, who's like pop guy, was like Beyonce. He's like Beyonce should have won this. And Beyonce, very pop music. Pop. Yeah, very pop. Um, Both very like, talented too. Whatever. Okay. Both. But but the point being, again, I'm coming back to process. So and I had seen these things that were like memes, and obviously, you know, a lot of people that like to crap on Beyonce. Clearly, she has appeal. I'm not gonna crap on her if lots of people like her. Whatever. But what? But again, coming to process and about pop music, and some people they put together this list. They're like, okay, Beck writes all his own songs, plays 16 instruments, recorded all the instruments on that track, all him, and he produced it himself, did all the mixing. Okay. This guy is like an artist. Like Beyonce doesn't write her own song, doesn't play any instrument, has a team of producers. She just sings. She's good at it, but that's awesome. and her songs are easier to listen to. Honestly, I tried listening to that Beck album and I was like, this is not very, <laughs> this is not very that's good. That's valid. Or, that's totally. I, I didn't yeah. enjoy it, and then yeah. I was like, who Beyonce? I'm like, duh, right. duh, you but, know, but, totally but, valid. But again, yeah. that, that comes back to like pop music is meant to be. It was meant to appeal to the masses as well, and something like Beck is maybe a little bit harder to digest. Uh, and but again, that comes back to process. So is there something wrong with appealing to the masses? No, there isn't. But but again, I'm I'm just making a point about pop music where it's like process. Process is like you get in, you you have some kind of talent, might be singing, singing and dancing, whatever. Uh, you get in with a record company, they're like, here's some good producers, man. We're gonna get you some hits, and you got good songwriters working for you. They do produce hits. It's a team approach, uh, and, and someone is the figurehead of that team, and they get a lot of the cred. And if you know, and they, they they choose and pick the things that are going to go into their into their records, and then they make it. And other people are like the craftsman music, the artisan, the the true artist music, and no, that is generally not how you think of pop. And I think people who like to crap on pop, probably myself included, that would be a bone I'd have to pick about it. To probably. be like overly formulaic, <laughs> overly formulaic, like reliance on a lot of other people doing the legwork for you, like writing songs, like and pr- making music and actually playing instruments, <laughs> and that's like an easy, an easy thing to to pick mm-hmm. apart. Someone like mm-hmm. Beyonce, like, can she make music like on her own? She she can sing very well. I'm sure but is anyone going to buy a record of all acapella? Like, clearly yeah. she's talented, but it, in a very different way than someone like Beck is talented. And, you know, it, neither one, again, neither one's better or worse. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying pop has that process and, and, and there's things that are more on the fringes, which have a very different process. Some, some people think it's more authentic and it might be more to their taste. That's a subjective matter. Neither good nor bad, but pop, anyways. Although, although and I want to swing my, my pendulum, uh, the gross, I want to swing my pendulum back to Croft. What Crofton was attempting to say, well, not attempting to say, but I want to, what I'm attempting to say in support of Crofton's point of view on the matter that well-written or not well-written, this art that we have is meant to be shared. And these are the modes of transmission for the most sharing. So they become cultural touchstones that we can all share. When I'm like, dude, I love the new Radiohead album. You guys are like, I don't care. 
But if I'm like, oh man, that sweet Shauna Paul song, and you guys heard it on the radio, you'd be like, oh yeah, it's a funny song. Or Drake, like, even though we all say we hate Drake, we all know who he is, and we all know the song that we're talking about. And it's a thing that we connect and bond over as community. And I think what Crofton's saying is that has value. And so why do we have to be hipsters and be like, no, only stuff you've never heard of is only good. But stuff that is popular has plenty of merit. And 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 I I tend to agree with the fact that the stuff that I can share with people has more value than the stuff I can't in some respects. I so. actually that that is what normally when Bo recaps what I said, I'm, I'm, I'm like, Bo, that's not what I meant. <laughs> but that is, that is exactly what I meant. Um, I think the, it's the, a good point. I think we, we passed over it too quickly. Just uh, the the for your information, Bo, the fourth most listened to song in the 1990s is Creep by Radiohead on Spotify. So your example is no good. Um, the <laughs> well, the uh, the stuff. thing I was going to say now that Bo has 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 sort of said something positive about pop. Now I can shit on it. Um, <laughs> so so uh, okay. I, I'm thinking like going to to what makes it kind of. A manufactured product. I always think back to, and this is showing my age here, Millie Vanilli. I'm not sure if you are familiar. I was really into Billy, Millie Vanilli as a oh, kid, and no, I and I, so I, I will admit, like dance mood. Uh, blame it on the rain. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, there was these. So there is the background to this. To all you young kids, is there's these two like super good looking dudes with dreads and stuff like that. Super How hot, <laughs> super good looking, dancing <laughs> often topless in the rain. You know, in the music videos, and Blame you like it this. on the rain. And then they won, I think, the Grammy that year for best new artist, mm-hmm. if I recall. And then they they performed. I don't know where they performed. It was on the Gra- Grammys or something. And it, it, it became clear that they were lip syncing. And um, the the thing is, is also like people had started to notice that uh, their talking voices were quite a bit different than their singing voices. Um, but uh, th- so they started they started uh, to be caught lip syncing. And now nowadays you hear this celebrities all the time. They will lip sync. If you go to a Madonna show or whatever, she pretty much comes out and says it because she's doing all this choreography and, and dancing. And you're going for maybe other reasons. Um, but, uh, but in the case of Millie Vanilli, it was actually different people who were singing like these, I think it was like this fat dude who was the main singer and he was just like sitting in a chair being like, blame it on the rain. And meanwhile, these guys were just a front. And to me, um, that that's a clear example of the transparent superficiality associated with pop music. Because really, they're just looking to put out a product, and you know what? The face of the product isn't attractive enough, so we're just gonna, you know, do it. Like, let's face it: a pretty much every pop singer that you know, male or female, is some degree of hot. Okay, like it's they're they're and and that's not coincidental. It's like it's not that ugly people are not musically talented. It's just that they are not the ones that are selected. And now they're more transparent than ever with these like um, reality shows like American Idol or whatever. All of these shows like where people are getting screened out left and right. And it's yeah, really like, like – Jennifer Hudson it, is, is an example of someone with a different type of body shape but who's always advertising for weight loss stuff like all the time. As well, a, she was she – was, she didn't win her season of American Idol. No, but she won then, the long – like she became yeah, a celebrity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, and, who's and, that? And, Jennifer Je- Hudson. She, she, she won a fa- an Oscar. fabulous singer, pop musician. Yeah. Amazing. Though. And, and uh, she won an Adele, Oscar. Adele is a little bit, you know, she's a little yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. No, but the, she but is. She's an exception. I agree with your point. 
but not an ex- not just an exception, like a, an, an insane vocal talent. Like I think once you hit that level, like Susan Boyle, for instance, that older lady. I was going to bring the- her up as just kind of like, and you still see these things on, uh, on where someone's like, oh my God, check out this person. Somehow she's amazingly talented and yet not attractive. How is this possible? <laughs> yeah, I, oh my God, I need to isolate that. Culture, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's a good point you're making. Because if you look at other genres of music, and, and, and maybe like new country is not a good example, but anything else, like if you look at um, uh, the classic rockers or a lot of these, these people who... Uh, who are famous are generally not super good looking. And there isn't that exception. A lot of people will say that, not me, some people will say that the lead singer of Nickelback is attractive. I don't, I don't think that he is. I just think that the barrier for entry in the attractiveness circle when you're in rock is much lower than when it's in pop. You know, you're like, Oh, that guy's wearing skinny jeans and a Aerosmith guy. Yeah, like the Aerosmith guy, like Steven Tyler, whatever. Like, but but th- that's going back. But like, it, you know, pop is always like Elvis. Even all the Beatles, uh, when they were more pop, um, like they're all good-looking guys. When the Monkees were manufactured to replicate their success, I mean, like they are not ugly gentlemen, you know. So it's just uh, like I mean, they're not as good-looking as the Milli Vanilli guys, obviously. Uh, but they 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 <laughs> they were. They were as good looking for the time, right? So, so I just anyway that that for me is just an example I want to use to sort of harp on the superficiality because as much as I want to make the points about the the lasting uh, appeal of the music and, and and the value of appealing to the masses just because it doesn't appeal to you personally or whatever, it's hard to get away from that shit. It really is. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, listen. I think we can go on and on about pop music, but I think we're getting close to the time we've got to wrap up for verdicts. Does anyone have any final thoughts that they want to share that they, they didn't get out in the course during the course of our normal discourse? Anything gnawing at anyone? Any songs anyone wants to sing? Like, uh, I'm a lyrical gangster, word em up. I'm breaking down the <laughs> barrier, word em up. Is that here Excuse comes me, the Mr. hot stepper? Yeah. Yeah, no, we do not I need Kamosi. Oh, that's how just, it starts. No, I'm a lyrical gangster. Of, as a total contrast, do you guys know who Dr. John is? You mean Lil John? No, Dr. John. This He's from, like, I don't know, the 70s. Not an attractive fellow, oh. but very unique sound and very talented. By the way, one great Wait, thing to Wait, was co- he the oh. scat man, John? No. Dr. John? He was no. in The Last Waltz. No. He just is like this kind of fat guy with a coarse voice, but super talented. And you're just like he would not be a pop like just talented. actually. You know, one thing I want to mention before we go to verdicts, just something we didn't talk about too much. Please don't steal it, mine. Please don't steal mine. What? Go 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 go. Just don't be. It's one hit wonders. Um, and we don't – that's something that seems fairly exclusive to the pop realm or more exclusive to the pop realm, the idea that somebody comes up. And it, so I'm – you know, my mom's from New Zealand and when I go to – when I went backpacking in New Zealand, they still talk about this guy who had this song from the 90s, How Bizarre. Do you know that song? Oh, How, How Bizarre. How Bizarre. How Bizarre. And anyway, he was like – I guess that song just bonkers internationally. He was like a flavor of the month or whatever, you know. But but in New Zealand, like he's treated like royalty because they never their music. First of all, they have a small population, but that he breaks out into the mainstream just for this one song. It was a huge deal. 
But it made me think about all these guys. Like he, he benefited from coming from a place where it's small population. But in the in the states, like or in Canada, there's tons of people that just like have the one hit wonder. And I think that that shows the superficiality again of pop well, music. I think that's almost a bit different. Remember, right? Said Fred, incidentally. Oh, we've sang that song <laughs> yeah, on the show kind of, before. I do think, though, that maybe the difference. I think that's a bit different. One hit wonders. I think legitimately, some people have, or some artists have, one awesome song in them, and it's like they, they make music. A lot of stuff they do is bland, and then for some reason or other, they stumble on some something that is just like, wow, this is an awesome song. And then they try to do it again, and they just can't, and like, and they can't get it back. I think that's different than pop music because I think so often pop music is like you have these kind of like. People like Beyonce and whatever who are just like they're they are just not 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 to say they're not deserving of it, but like propped up by the industry. They're like the royalty of the industry. They can do no wrong and they will be around for a long time. And a lot of pop is like that. I mean, often people will fall out of favor, but they often have a run of uh, quite a few years where it's just like, okay, they got a few albums and they're coming out. One hit wonders are often like it's just dorky people that come out with something, it becomes a big hit. And that's it, and then they're gone. It's, I think, a bit different, but I mean, no, I, I, I just think it's more prevalent in pop than it is in other in yeah. other genres of music. Like, yeah, well, I can see that because they're trying someone out, and then they don't, they do yeah, well, and then they don't really follow up. We can't, we can't do anything with this person or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're right that some people, some people are just like created by a company, mm-hmm. by um, you know, what a baby face, and some of these backstage producers and then there's other people that that actually make a pop song and become famous and either they're going to survive in the industry or they're going to just get get crushed and often probably to get recruited by one of these guys they either have to fit a mold or they have to have a couple of hits or something uh so anyway uh and i'll just reiterate that i hate drake and now i'm ready for verdicts all right um let's roll into verdicts you guys let's just do it let's go Order in the court. I'm going to jump in first. I want to. I want to be the first in. I want to be number one on the top charts. All right. Not much to say other than what I was going to say that you didn't steal was this one great treasure we have thanks to pop music is Weird Al Yankovic. Without pop music, there are no pop parodies, and there's no Weird Al, and Weird Al is amazing. Also, we spent a lot of time talking about the pop music that affects us now and recently, but we didn't spend a lot of time thinking about great songs. Like, I'm sure they were top hits, the Top Gun soundtrack, you know, the Danger Zone, and and also Kenny Phil, Loggins. Collins, Phil Collins, Rod Stewart. Like, some of those 80 artists were actually pretty amazing even old madonna when you listen to it now i actually kind of start to dig it now that enough time has elapsed and it's more to crofton's point like is it just good then can't it be good later um so there's a lot of great stuff so all i'm gonna say is i can feel my verdict coming in the air tonight oh alone. <laughs> and say that pop music in there. is bullshit but the good side of bullshit boys the good side of bullshit that's not where i thought you were gonna land with that build-up i'm yeah. gonna go next okay i'm gonna just echo bo's verdict of bullshit <laughs> and i'll just say that like i'm a little bit you know maybe it's clear from 
this show. Uh, a bit of an anti-establishment person. So probably when things are popular, I'm not going to like them almost as a matter of course. And that's not necessarily a good thing. I won't necessarily say that. That's probably, it's probably a bad thing. Uh, but also just acknowledging that a lot of music that I might like now might have been pop music at some time. I just wasn't alive during that time. That's the way music tends to work for me. And as my personal tastes move on, I tend to go backwards. Just recently, I'm getting into like blues, like Buddy Guy, Albert King. There's some awesome stuff that when you go back and I'm going the other way. I just always have a bone to pick with stuff that is too like, it's just like, it's, it's, I just feel like it's just so driven by an industry that it, it, that it does annoy me. And that's not to say that good songs are not going to come out of it. They certainly will. Um, things are catchy. They're coming out of pop music. They will have a place in history as time goes on. Absolutely. It's neither good nor bad. But I still think the whole, like, the machine of pop music, it's just complete bullshit. And music's so subjective. Like, you're going to like what you're going to like. Maybe it's popular. Maybe it's not. It doesn't really matter, you know. Like what you like. Um, just before Crofton, you uh, say your verdict. I want to let our listeners know that Crofton actually shared a picture of Millie Vanilli with us in our chat. And they're actually pretty good looking guys. I just You're very good them. looking. All right, Crofton, go. <laughs> they can't sing, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, but what does that have to do with it? Girl, you know silo. Verdict silos, verdict silos. We're encroaching. Girl, you know it's true. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I'm sort of, I'm a little bit on the fence with this one. I'll, I'll be honest. I And you've heard both sides of the fence from me. I, I've talked about the superficiality. I've also talked about the, the merit. That I think the other thing is like, if I look, think about what are my favorite songs, types of music or my favorite songs over time, like Mike, it makes sense. Uh, I know what, I know what, Mike's favorite songs and artists are and stuff like that. It makes sense to me that he, you know, I've never really heard him harp on on sort of like a, a pop artist as being someone that he really got behind. So it makes sense that he he would be more sort of negative towards pop music. But for me, I would say that after rock and classic rock and that sort of thing – probably pop would be my next most listened to music. And like when you go to things like 80s nights or 90s nights, you know, and like you you go to like an 80s night and it's like, you know, spin you right round, baby, right round, or all those all those songs. And you're like, oh, this is a good song or whatever. Those are all, or like Billie Jean from Michael Jackson. Those are all like pop songs, right? And Mike is right that pop changes with time. And I kind of don't like pop. Right now, you know, I, but Bo's right. It is a lot of hip hop influence. I, I I listened to the top list of of hits on Spotify the other day. I was like, I don't like most of these songs. Um, so so it's it's tough for me because because if we were talking about '90s pop or '80s pop, I would I would definitely be like good. And but but talking about more modern pop, I, I'm like, oh no, that's crappy. And so in the end, like I I think that. I'm almost by calling it bullshit. I'm almost being a little hypocritical because maybe in the future I'll look back on this song, on the songs from now and be like, wow, those were awesome. And I didn't give them enough credit, but I think it's stuff like Millie Vanilli and, and the superficiality of pop and, and the transparent, like creative bankruptcy of a lot of it that, that really pushes me towards the verdict I'm going to choose, which is to echo Mike and Bo and say that it's bullshit, but it's, it's tough. It's tough. Cause I want to say it's good, but, yeah. In the end, I, felt, I feel bad about mine too, Croft. There's just 
there's just an, enough <laughs> corporate greed there. It, like I know Mike. Mike's always talking about it. it just makes money. It just can make money. But he says that about everything. Like so, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> really. Are driven by money. It, it doesn't really mean anything anymore. <laughs> oh, shots so, fired! I like it. So for for me, it was like. But the reality is, this is just that level of of, of corporate greed and, and creative bankruptcy too far that even I have to say that it's bullshit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say listen, pop music is bullshit. Uh, no diggity. I also realized, like you, you mentioned the Spotify thing. Like I had, uh, I'll sort of let you do the wrap up soon, Bo. But I just wanted to mention. So uh, well, I have gone back and I was into uh, songs up for a while since it got bought up by Google. But and and I'd be like, oh, '90s. I think I like I like music from the '90s, and it'd be like '90s hits. And then I I listened to it. I'm like, I don't like any of these songs. And I realized Whoop, that the stuff I thought is. I liked from Whoop, the '90s was is. just not pop music from the '90s. It was like whatever kind of rocky stuff was not quite the top 40 um so yeah i i just think you know he's always been a hipster ladies it no hipsters just no i've been behind 30 years and that gap's growing that's all i was let's just say i was into bon jovi in high school Sorry, guys. Sorry. People were into the Smashing Pumpkins and nirvana and i was still into bon jovi i was into roy orbison Guys. Well, see, that's cool. See, what you're doing there is that's cool. You know, it wasn't cool in the 90s. It it was cool. Oh, my God. There wasn't even Okay, I heard a letter come. Yeah, a bird just dropped a letter in my If If I ever stopped talking when Bo played a sound effect, I'd never get to talk. All right. (laughs) We barely play sound effects on the show. But it's time. I've got to. You guys are like cats. It's like, please go over here, cat, and then you don't go there. All right. So, as we teased at the beginning, we did also get a letter from our one of our patron lords of Patreon, Leonard. And so, we're going to read his message on the air, and we're probably going to argue about it, too. So, let's go. Uh, he says, hello, GBB host. Just want to let you know that uh, Hi, Leonard. English is not my native language, and the spell checker helps a lot. So, uh, he hopes he wrote it right. He's a 50-plus male from Sweden who found out about the GBB podcast when Bo was a guest on Current Geek, and he's been li- listening to it ever since. I don't know which time. I've been on three times. Humble brag. Probably the first time. Just wanted to let you know that there are people out there who listen to what you do and appreciate it a lot. Michael. <laughs> it doesn't say Michael in the email. Yeah, I my know... bubble's been popped. We have a listener. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you say that you don't research the subjects you discuss and that sometimes leads to fact errors. Really? <laughs> understatement of the year but overall i find your discussions and verdicts interesting entertaining and funny however sometimes you get things wrong and so here comes a cavalcade of revisionist um verdicts you guys ready for this all right manual transmissions there's a blast from the past he says they're bad dinosaur technology remember dinosaur technology Go Didn't on. I say? Did I say they were bad or bullshit? You said I they think were bad. he's on Team Croft in here. Yeah. But you, yeah, obviously you both can't drive. Next, all right, World of Warcraft, good. Yeah. And one of our favorite episodes, like the giant measle on our. Wait, that is a bad thing. Anyways, general lighting. He says it's good. He's on Team Crofton. It's two Team points for Crofton. Do you have no romance in your life, Leonard? <laughs> Light a candle over dinner one time. Golf. Golf, he says. Ignore, good. ignore him. Two for Bo, two for Crofton. All Wait, right. no, you didn't say. I thought we were all on Golf Sucks. Weren't we all on Golf no, Sucks? No, remember? The, the show image is me playing golf. No, Bo golf. liked it. Oh, he did, eh? I think I gave it he a He likes lame things. 
<laughs> on spanking, he said it was bad. Yeah. Didn't we all say that? Mike He's sort of right. Mike sort of made examples of when he would do. I it was playing stuff. devil's advocate. Yeah. Sure, you were. Mike, Mike oh, was yeah. Mike was taking was jumping on the grenade of conversation for us. Does that make sense? Circumcision, he says, is bad. And he says the United Nations are good. I think Crofton wins. I am a Scandinavian 50-year-old man. Well, from Leonard's point of view, but I will have you know that I asked my my dad asked the other day what our show was about, and I told him, and as an example, I used the United Nations, and he was like, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> we need to have your dad on. That's going right. to happen. <laughs> if your point is, are you like your father, the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> All right. Let me finish reading the email, though. Can you hold the thought, or is it important? All right. Go. Especially, he says, the spanking episode is an interesting example of how different countries' cultures can be. He thinks that Canada and Sweden do have a lot of similarities, much more than USA and Sweden anyways. But there are still things that differ. So in Sweden, they don't spank children. It's regarded as child abuse, and it's against the law. This is a good example to why I like to listen to your podcast. I often sometimes don't agree, but it is interesting to hear your reasoning. And Leonard, I want to say thank you because that's the biggest concern we have doing the show is will people like it when we say things that infuriate them? And our, you know, so I'm glad that you're sticking around. And if you're yeah, listening and, and you haven't written in to us yet, we encourage you to do so so we can also hear from you and know you're out there. It's good positive feedback for us. Yeah, please do. And thanks, thanks, Leonard, for your le- Leonard. And also, what I like is how much you owned your own revisions of our uh, verdicts. Everyone has is entitled to their own their own verdict and i'm glad you just came out with yours even if they were wrong half the time and and i want to thank you uh leonard for agreeing with me most of the time which i think makes you a smart man also uh thank you for being a patron also please write in again thank you yeah all right so uh yeah so pop music off the top of your head favorite pop music song guilty pleasure you're listening to right now uh mike go wait what about our like email address and website? Yeah, I guess I'll have to give that out because the internet's doing something to what you're saying there. I can't really make it out too clearly. Yeah, I forgot. Oops! If you want to be like Leonard, write into us. Write to us at goodbatterbullshit at gmail dot com. Uh, we'd love to read your messages on the air. We don't care what it is. Send it in. We'll read it and probably somewhat disagree with it. Um, you can find more about the show at goodbadbull.com. There you can subscribe to. I, on iTunes and now Google Play. Google has its own iTunes like app store with podcasts, and we're on it. J- effective today, basically. So get on that. Eventually, there'll be links on the site, but just go to Google Play and find it. We're there. Also, you can find us on Facebook, links on our site, goodbadbull.com, Twitter at goodbadbull, and um, you can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash goodbadbullshow. All right, I think that's going to wrap things up. You can find me at Bo Schwartz. You can find Crofton Steers. Crofton, where can our friends find you? Well, Bo, they can find me in so many places, but they can find me on Twitter at Crofton Steers, and I do a show with Bo dedicated to video games called The Exclamation Mark. I would ask people to go to exmpodcast.com to learn more about that. All right, that's a, that's a nice thing to ask people. And Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about what you're doing, what you're up to, where can they find you? Ah, they can find me on the Twitter at ML Hodgins, where I make a monthly, if not bi-monthly, or quarterly tweet. 
So please follow those. Sold. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you stay current on, on Twitter, right? At least quarterly? Yeah, yeah. That's they, won't, they, won't cl- they won't fill up your feed, so he's yeah. a good person to follow, you know? Exactly. Yeah, you don't want true. those, yeah. Yeah, that's actually true. People that fill up your feed can be kind of irritating, so you mute them. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, that wraps your up the show. Question, so the then, question though. then, off the top of your head, biggest pop music guilty pleasure or unguilty pleasure that you love right now? Well, Bo, what's great about this is it's not off the top of my head because I've had about 15 minutes of wrap-up to now think about this, so that's been helpful know, for me. I know, but I But um, I'll tell you, and I'm, I'm not shy to... Uh, to admit this, Justin Bieber, um, wow. his uh, his most recent album, which was sort of like a, a reinvention. I'd never listened to Justin Bieber before, but some people at my work – it's funny too because we didn't talk about this. But really in the era of Spotify, you don't have to listen to pop music anymore. Like So they, I got convinced to listen to a couple of Bieber songs and I actually quite like two of them. One is Where Are You Now, which is with Skrillex. And the other one is What Do You Mean? Sing the hook for us, Crofton. No, I'm not going to do that, though. Well, since uh, Crofton led with the... What Do You Mean song? God, I hate that song. Crofton led with the nuclear option. What do you mean? I I can't stand it. It's a good song. (laughs) It's It's horrible. I will will admit (laughs) it does get stuck in your head. But for me, it gets stuck in my head like a sliver that you can't get out of your finger, which causes you pain right. and discomfort, but is there what, all the what, time. what song are you rocking right now, Mike? What okay, you... I'll tell you what I'm listening to. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably make you guys laugh because I am definitely not into pop music. So on YouTube, I found this awesome live concert from B.B. King and Friends from 1987 called That's The not... Night of Blistering Blues. <laughs> and it is awesome. <laughs> it's B.B. King with all these with all these people singing blues There's for like no an hour. Kids. B.B. King's not pop. He's dead. The question was pop. Your guilty pop pleasure. As that is an example of how far away I am (laughs) from this this game. Pop. That's what I'm listening to. (laughs) All right. There is a Canadian pop singer that I've been listening to called Kiza, and it's the sound of a woman. And I like to walk down the street singing. Maybe that's the sound of a woman. Yeah. What do you mean? And it's all like female pop. The only thing that's good about that What Do You Mean song is that, like, background. Yeah, that, that, the whole way it's mixed is really good, you know? No diggity. That's kind I of really there. dislike Drake, though, God. <laughs> Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.